Guys, welcome to Better Bachelor. This is Joker with a face for radio and a voice for print. You know, I did a video, I don't remember how long ago, it was probably within the last month or so, and was talking about why men decided to um, to look outside of their marriage or their relationship for, um, for fooling around and cheating on their spouse. And the reasons almost unanimously boiled down to they weren't getting the action in the bedroom anymore. And a survey of women found that, I've, I've, you'll have to double check me on this, but if I remember correctly, it was something north of like 90 or 95% of women after they started having kids did not have the desire to fool around like they did when they were younger and before they had kids. So <clears throat> many married men, their eyes were wandering because their needs weren't being met in the bedroom. But that didn't explain, um, but men have always had a higher um, percentage of cheating on their both their spouses and their girlfriends. Until recently, apparently millennial women have overtaken men in the same age group as far as stepping out on their partners. And we, here we have an interesting article on that. And I, I gotta say, I think I'm not surprised because it seems that, again, a lot of the the a larger group of women are going after a smaller um, subset of men, meaning that, again, we I don't know necessarily the strict numbers on this, but we've seen where women would rather ha- share a very high-quality man than to have a lower-quality guy all to themselves. And they, they, the way that they call a low-value versus a high-value man is one that is athletic, he's extremely attractive, he's popular, and maybe he has a little bit of money in the 20s versus uh, going up. So when they're young, women are fine to, you know, if she has a nice experience with this guy, she will leave him or let him go with another partner, and either she will stay with him and have another partner as well, or she will just move on. And so it's a lot of hopping around in the 20s. Um, This particular uh, article only deals with married, uh, which will make the percentages look a little lower. But actually, if you take into account the dating, it looks like um, women are cheating a lot, lot more when you include the dating portion of it. So here we have from um, Mel, Mel Magazine, why are millennial women cheating more than men? The reasons are varied, but one thing is certain, this cheating gender gap is quickly closing between those under 30. It's not closing, it's gone. And we'll see that here in a minute. Kelly, a 30-year-old corporate recruiter living in LA, describes herself as a habitual cheater. I've cheated in all of my relationships except my current one, and I've only been caught once, she tells me. Even now, I do have a pretty reg- uh, I do have pretty regular thoughts about wanting to be with other people. She says a mix of thrill-seeking, a need for different kinds of in- intimacy with different people, and the way she's wired, meaning she finds it difficult to stay faithful. Generally speaking, with the exception of my current partner, I'm mostly content when I'm dating two people. She continues, I grew up in Kansas City and there's no such thing as being with multiple partners there, so I would just cheat. You know, this goes back to what I've talked about many times where um, it's we're almost in the age of recyclable relationships, meaning it's easier to use something up and throw it away and discard it and start over again than it is to hold on to that relationship and maybe put in a little effort and a little energy to make it work. It's either just to have some fun 
and then throw it away and go on to something else that's shiny or new or sparkly or interesting rather than putting any effort into it. Uh, You know, if you're a traditionalist, it's going to suck for you, but I don't think there's anything you can do for it. This is something that's just a change of the times, and you have two options. You can either deal with it, modify and roll with the punches, um, which is why I'd say, again, to only short-term date and casually at that, or, um, you know, or you don't date at all. Those are kind of your, your choices today. I don't think you're going to change many of these people growing up, and because there's such attention-driven and short-term attention spans, um, I think this will tend to be, um, I think it'll just ruin long-term relationships where no one will be able to stay dedicated to one individual person. We often think of cheating as a primarily a male pursuit, and on the whole, men do cheat more than women. Recent data from the General Social Survey reveals that 20% of men and 13% of women reported having fun with someone other than their spouse while married, and trend data going back to the 1990s suggests that men have always been more likely than women to cheat. However, that same survey shows that women have closed the gap, with women aged 18 to 29 being slightly more likely to cheat than men in their cohort. In other words, young people are equal opportunity cheaters. Now, this is what I find that's interesting about this is, remember, this only takes data in of married people. And we know many young people are not getting married. The The divorce rate is exceptionally low right now because the marriage rate is exceptionally no, low right now. And a lot of men and young women are not getting married. So a lot of them are waiting until they're in their 30s and later on. But even those that are getting married, and again, this only covers those that are married in their 20s. A lot of those that are married in the 20s, the women are stepping out on the men. And the men are still stepping out as well. I'm not saying that they aren't, but at a slightly higher percentage for the women. To look in some of the, reason, uh, the reasons for the general shift, I spoke to 30 millennial women who have cheated. Most habitually, some as a one-off, about what motives make them stray. For example, Sophia, 31-year-old marketing manager from Australia, said she's cheated on every boyfriend she's ever had from the age of 18 to 27, and she chalks it up to low impulse control, um, uh, illicit or illegal um, narcotics, and a deep-seated resentment of her boyfriends. I think it's way more common than people think, she says. I have a friend in an eight-year relationship who hasn't um, fooled or been intimate with her partner in four years and who cheats when he's or when she's out of state. Now, this is something that I've talked about many times, and and I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about it, where, you know, we cannot just keep putting down men. We can't just keep calling men, you know, all these awful names and all the isms that they do in these articles and saying that all men are awful and all men are bad and all men are this and all men are that. Because when you do that, you you make uh, women and men of themselves have very negative views of themselves. And you're eroding men's young men's confidence in themselves, number one. And number two, you're eroding or uh, getting to a point where a woman has no, um, she has she doesn't have any feelings towards a man because she views them as a plaything, as, as less than her, as not important. Let's read this from what she says again here. It's low impulse control on her end. It, uh, it's, it's taking um, narcotics on her end and a deep-seated resentment of her boyfriends saying, um, you know, that 
she resents them or she has um, little respect for them. I mean, that's very telling. And so, you know, it, the view of men is that they're they're worthless or they're beneath women. And so what ends up happening is the women, they don't feel bad about what they're doing because they don't feel that they're doing anything wrong because they're only mistreating somebody that is beneath them. It says here, uh, Joan, a 29-year-old writer based in Brooklyn, is also a serial cheater. She said, I've cheated to some degree, even if there are degrees, on every partner except my current one. So both these women have cheated on everybody they've ever been with, ever, ever. And that doesn't change. They're not going to miraculously change overnight. Now, she says she hasn't done it on her current one, but if she's done it on every single one previous, my odds would be that she will do it to move from her current boyfriend to the next one. She'll find the next one. She'll start being with him, and then she'll let go of the previous one. So it's it's going from one to two, and then leaving the old one behind. Then you're with one. Then you find the new one. Go from one to two, and so on and so forth. She says, uh, it was boredom mostly, um, in search for a variety of feelings, and the satisfaction of holding a secret. She had she was a heavy uh, user of narcotics and alcohol before getting sober last year. I don't blame the abuse for my cheating, but it definitely made it easier. So again, has multiple partners. Um, she had taking uh, Ill, illicit and illegal uh, uh, narcotics, drinking, having lots of problems, right? And but these are you know these are young people. They they're into some some pretty heavy stuff here, and and that's I think what surprises me the most is remember these are married people. These are not single people. Everyone that they're talked to, all of these uh, surveys are only from people that either are currently married or have been married before. Okay, they've stated that earlier. So let's go on. As Joan, uh, of course, as Joan suggests, what uh, constitutes cheating varies from relationship to relationship and often involves some gray area. Most of the women I spoke to confessed to um, bedroom activity outside of their monogamous relationships, Although, for one, kissing was her only transgression. Some had sustained affairs, while others had one-night stands. Few had breached the terms of an open or, um, what you say, open relationship. And Sophie once slept with a friend despite a no-friends rule. So even though she had an open re uh, relationship, they had a no-friends rule, and she wasn't even able to stick to that. So apparently no relationship works for her. And others identified their cheating as emotional rather than, or as well as, physical. Um, so let's see. Let's, because I'm sure somewhere in here they probably have to uh, blame it on the guy, because they usually do in, in this type of. Uh, let's see. On the later count, I contacted Elise Franklin, a psychotherapist based in LA, to help explain this distinction. She said, I think of emotional cheating as reserving emotional connection and vulnerability for someone in place of your partner, she tells me, adding that it often occurs when communication has been, become blocked in the relationship. If a woman feels disconnected or taken for granted and there's no movement toward resolving these feelings, she may become more receptive to others' interests and in getting her needs met. Franklin says that in her experience, people cheat and have continued affairs to introduce a sense of vitality in situations that have may have become stale or predictable. People who are cheating are reinvigorated with life and excitement. They feel desirable in a way they often haven't felt in a long time. 
couple things. Number one, obviously, uh, she says if a woman feels disconnected or taken for granted or there's no movement towards resolving those feelings. We know many times as guys where we say, man, this just happened out of the blue. Like she broke up with me. She cheated on me. She crushed me. Like everything ended and I never saw it coming. It was a complete blindside. The thing is they may be feeling this, but they don't tell their, their guy partners. And so the men don't know this is coming. The men don't know that she has these feelings. The men don't know that they need to have these um, these discussions with her. And as such, they're blindsided. So this is completely on the person that's feeling the pressure, feeling there are problems, feeling that their needs are not getting met. It is 100% up to that person to talk about it. Because otherwise the guy is forced to, every time he comes home, say, how is everything? Everything okay? Are you okay? You doing okay? You all right? Are you cool? You good? You can't do that. You drive somebody crazy. So it's up to the person that's having issues. And if a guy's going through these problems, um, then he needs to be able to to talk to the woman and say, "Look, I'm not. This is not working for me," and so on and so forth. The other thing, though, as I've said in many, 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 many relation, uh, relationships or many of my videos, a short relationship, tor- short term, is the only way you can have a successful relationship, because women get most, most, not all. Most, most women get bored with long-term relationships. You're not a mystery to her. She's got you figured out. There's no more excitement. There's no more tingles. There's no more mystery. There, she just, you're just, you are who you are. And as such, they even say here, people who are cheating are reinvigorated with life and excitement. They feel desirable in a way that they often haven't felt in a very long time. So again, it's once she gets comfortable with you, and that usually happens once you're living together. So if you don't cohabitate and you keep things relatively short, simple, and sweet, three to six months, neither one of you are going to get too terribly emotionally involved, and you can enjoy each other's time and company. But before either one of you get gets bored, you can both move on. If you want that long-term relationship and you want to find love, I'm not the right guy to talk to. I don't know where that exists. I don't know how that exists because everything I read about statistics, about with divorces and cheating and everything else, it just, the numbers are so far against you. I can't, I can't even tell you how you could make it happen. Um, As Tracy Moore has reported for us previously, part of the reason young women are cheating more than their men at their age may come down to changing norms. Uh, Michelle um, Binswanger, a a Swiss journalist and the author of Cheating, a Handbook for Women, told The Independent that social conditioning determines how likely people are to cheat. Women are known to be more sensitive to social pressure than men, and there's always been more pressure on proper behavior in women, proper bedroom behavior in women. She said, also, they traditionally had fewer opportunities because they were more likely to stay at home with kids. Basically, several decades of uh, girl power have eroded some of the stigma surrounding uh, this and given more freedom and social freedom, financial freedom and social freedom, empowering them to behave like men and sometimes like dirtbags. <laughs> Not my words, the writer's words. Um, so yes, women aren't staying at home anymore. They can go get a job. As such, they can meet somebody from work. They can meet somebody while they're out at lunch. They can meet somebody after work when, when they're getting drinks with office uh, crew. They're not financially dependent on a guy anymore. And also, because of the yay girl power movement, women it's not a social stigma for a woman to go out and have her fun. She's cheered on as yay, go girl, uh, go get you some, yay girl power, so on and so forth. And so as such, women are allowed, socially allowed, 
to go out and have their fun and they're cheered on and it's called um you know freeing and liberating and so on and so forth so there's nothing really keeping them at bay anymore from the undesirable behavior except for men telling them look i don't want a partner that has had a lot of partners that's not what i'm into um but as so many men are just kind of not being uh, not growing up with masculinity in their lives or a good male role model, they don't understand to have that backbone. And so they just roll over on their backs and basically just feel lucky to have the attention of a woman. Desire to be unconfined by traditional gender norms resonates with these women I speak to. Kelly tells me her mother is a Bible Belt conservative who heavily moralizes monogamy. And Jones says she was raised according to strict gender norms. I grew up in the Philippines and super conservative Catholic county, a country where cheating was a big no-no for women, she explains. You're supposed to just accept your lot in life, but cheating in men is excused and often encouraged. She can see a marked difference in the views of women her age compared to those her mother's age. Millennials are both way more jaded and way more chill than the previous generation, she muses. I find that interesting. I I think I would have uh, thought that they wouldn't have been raised by someone with more stricter moral compass, but a looser one. But, you know, uh, that I guess there are old jokes about the um, pastor's daughter or the preacher's daughter that have been out there for 30 years for a reason. Traditional monogamous relationships are often cited as one of the many institutions and industries that millennials are ending, and studies do suggest that young people are less wedded to monogamy than previous generations, which may help explain the relaxed approach to infidelity. Relationships in general are different in our generation, Joan continues. There seems to be more of a spectrum in how people date, which leads to all sorts of gray areas and wiggle room. While most of the women I speak to cheated, while in ostensibly monogamous relationships, not a particularly noble challenge or institutional monogamy, they admit, they have now moved on to open arrangements. Others have simply chosen better partners, leaving them less vulnerable to temptation. So again, they either opened up their relationship, which basically ends the relationship they're in now or keeps them there financially. They get the financial benefits of the one partner and they get the bedroom bedroom fun of the other partner. So they always have a fallback to go to, which only benefits the women and does not benefit the, the more the beta male, but definitely benefits the alpha male because he's just used for the fun and it's the beta guy that is used for the money, the rent, and the shoulder to cry on. He, he gets the, the low end of the stick. For the women, that works out, or the woman, that works out very well in, in both cases. And as far as, um, you know, as they say here, or she's chosen a better partner, leaving her less open to temptation of cheating, she monkey branched. Hypergamy just moved on to a, a better selection of man, and doesn't mean she stops looking there. She will not stop looking ever, but at some point she will stop at the best man she feels she can get um, if no other guy comes along that is better. Um, Let's see if there's anything more to add to this, but the last point, uh, they say, the last point is important and came up again and again. Without fail, women told me that the men they cheated on were disappointing partners who weren't meeting their relationship needs. That's commonly understood as a reason men cheat considers Sophie put, puts out the stereotype of the man who visits a, um, a, a an evening worker because his wife no longer puts out but it appears to motivate women at least as much the difference for millennial women though is that they are so acutely attuned to these failings of men's uh, men 
that they didn't feel particularly bad about their transgressions. I've never felt guilty, Sophie says firmly, of all my partners, we, uh, of all my, all of my partners were people I took care of in ways you always take care of men, emotionally, sometimes financially, and dealing with untreated mental illness. Kelly was similarly unrepentant. Part of me did it as a little bit of misandry, she said. Like, I can't feel all that guilty because I didn't really trust or respect men deeply enough anyway. So again, it, it boils down to number one, they don't look at men as their equals. Um, one even says she did it as a little bit of punishment and that she doesn't like men. And um, so they don't feel bad about it. And the other thing is that, as they say here, that um, once they get comfortable with a guy, I mean, they all of these women got into these relationships. And then all of a sudden they say, well, my partner's disappointing. He's not meeting my needs. Are you meeting his needs though? That's that's something that they don't often, you know, I wondered if they ever asked that is, are they meeting their men's needs? That's something that I would find interesting. And number two, you notice at no point do they really seem to ever talk about it or have a discussion or try to figure it out. It's because by that point, women don't care. Women are really into you until they're not. And once that sparkle fades and fizzles, it really rarely ever comes back. So that's why, again, I'll say it again and again and again. Never cohabitate, stay in short-term relationships, don't get married, and don't get into any financial uh, partnerships or where you owe any money or anything like that. And of course, protect yourself. So here you go. It boils down to women are just cheating more because they don't respect men. They hear men are awful things or they hear awful things about men. They hear men are, are, are bad or trash or whatever else. And there's just no respect there. And as such, they don't even feel bad about doing it. They look at a guy as less value than she. And so she doesn't feel like she's doing anything wrong. So again, as such, the best way to uh, at least not have to worry about this portion of it is to you know not worry about dating or keep everything short, casual, and simple. It's the best way to protect yourself and not ever run into a problem like this. Guys, if you'd like to support my work, links are below. And as always, like, commenting, sharing, following, uh, getting those notifications. Those are all great ways to help me out. And go check out some of my old videos. Um, None of them are very timely, so you can go watch along and catch up on some of my older stuff if you're new to my channel. Go do that for me and help me out. And anything you want to donate directly to me at my PayPal below, I'm also leaving a link to a Facebook page where doctors are in the New Jersey and New York City front lines making reusable PPE uh, protective gear. Um, It's about 5 or $10 per piece of gear. So if you'd like to donate, anything you donate to me goes to them or you can donate directly below. Guys, I'll leave it there. This is Better Bachelor. I'm Joker. And remember, they don't respect you. They don't care about your feelings. They don't really want to have anything to do with you unless it benefits them. And only then will they decide to keep you around or not. (laughs) 